0: Margaret stared at the envelope before filing the letter. This notion of having her write a memoir of her days as a courier for an important government intelligence agency was an interesting notion, if somewhat frightening, even after so many years. And the money offered was good, though she was no longer driven by the need for income. She wondered if it might not be helpful to take those hidden years of her life from their dusty lairs and look at them clearly. The bones of the skeleton still concealed in the closets of her memory still rattled from time to time. Writing about them might be the best sort of do-it-yourself psychiatry. Margaret hated the thought of delving into that particular past. So much of what she had seen had been sickening, dealing with matters she had wished, once it was too late, that she had never pushed her nose into, though her entry into her work as a courier for the agency had been idealistically conceived. To her, it had seemed obvious that an eidetic memory would be a great advantage to anyone entrusted with secret messages by the government. By the time she knew the agency and the system better, it was too late, She was a vital link in the information network. She recalled people whom she hoped never to meet again, even in the mists of memory. Some of the things with which she had come into contact made her shudder, even after so many decades. Of course, the agency might object to her writing a book about her work for them. She would have to clear anything she wrote with the legal department before she committed herself to such a project for she had seen too many irresponsible people reveal dangerous matters in print. People had died because of such things, some of them agents she had known, and she refused to put even one at risk. She swiveled her chair, turning toward the door into the living room. There Robert was tying flies and humming like an oversized bumblebee. "'Robert,' he glanced up and she went on, Did you put this idea into Tally's head? He says here that he talked with you about it. Do you really think it's feasible? She shivered again. The idea makes me nervous, not just because I hate to think of some of the things that happened, but because I can never be certain something I reveal won't put someone into danger. Something I only recall as an incident may be vitally important to the one involved in it. He tightened a loop of black thread and snapped off the extra. Then he looked up and grinned. "'I didn't exactly suggest it, Meg. I might have hinted a bit. You know you still have nightmares about those days. Maybe writing it out would clear your system.' "'Besides, the advance would let us buy the fancy computer system with the laser printer you've been wanting. You've been too stingy to buy it so far.' but with that, you'd have no excuse not to. He touched the fly with glue. "'It might let off some of the pressure. You don't have to sleep with somebody who keeps moaning and thrashing and saying, don't, don't, in the middle of the night.' She looked down at her long-fingered hands, now tense in her lap. "'So you want me to do it?' "'I think you should consider it. Not because of the money.' Lord knows if you didn't make a dime more advance on your books, we'd still live well, on our savings and my pension and your royalties. No, it's just that I think you need to. He rose and came to the door, his bulky body filling it. Nothing should still come crawling out of that part of your life. It's too long ago, but something does, with terrible regularity, and we both know it hasn't been because of anything that has happened in the past twenty years. Write Tally and tell him you'll ask the agency for their reaction. That will make two sixty-year-olds very happy. Margaret sighed, but then she smiled. Turning back to her desk, she slid paper and a carbon into the IBM typewriter.